we've come up with this idea of the story of you. And that is suddenly becoming a very powerful thing. You need a team with specific people with specific skills. You're that implementer of change. You're the example, prime example of what can be done even under duress, anxiety and fear. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Welcome, everybody, to another Friday of In the Room. And this week with Governor myself is Donna Phillips, who has the International Film Network website. Is that right? Or on Facebook? That's one of the things that uh, I think that we've been looking at and we will talk. But again, as Garvin and I normally do, we don't normally talk about the subjects. We go off into cuckoo land and various other different places and just see what happens. We free flow through the conversation. But anyway, I'm going to start with talking to Donna initially. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hello, Donna. How are you? How's it going in Spain? Uh, well, it's probably about 24 degrees. Um, I'm doing very well, busy, um, hoping obviously that people can visit um, to Spain soon from, you know, the UK, Ireland and everywhere. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's going all good. <laughs> it's going all good. Now, I have a question, George. Does the rain in Spain fall mainly, mainly on, on the plane? The plane? Yo, know, what pla- what the hell is a plane? Is it is it is the plane in the sky? Is there some planes out there of that the it's rain flat, falls mainly a, on? I don't know where that is. It's a flat <laughs> surface of some nature. But I think we don't get much. That that's a good thing. It is more or less 300. Uh, I apologize. I think that's my emails coming in. Don't worry about them. Ignore yeah, them. About that's just work. We, yeah, we didn't hear it anyway. We didn't hear it, no, no. But there's about 300 emails coming just, in there is all yeah. I got. That's it. And, that's it. Well, Always Donna busy. is in demand. Donna's in demand in Spain. You know. <laughs> well, there's a few mountains, isn't there? And then, then there's lots of sort of flat areas. Because I know that we went down to, is it is it Malaga or somewhere down the Algarve or something in, in yeah. the, the southern part of Spain? Uh, and there's a few lovely sort of towns there, uh, but it was lots of flat areas that were nearly, nearly scorched as far as I can remember. And then you had a few mountains off in the distance somewhere that you could actually get to. So wh- whereabouts in Spain are you? So I'm in Nueva Andalusia, which is just sort of at the back up the hill um, from Porto Banus. Um, and I, I can see the mountains quite clearly. I've got um, La Concha, which is quite a famous one here. Um, and luckily I'm on the top terrace, so I get a view of the mountains and the sea to the right hand side, um, which is just, you know, great when you're working from home. Oh, really. Donna, all I heard was you like looking down on people. That's it. You're on the top terrace, looking down on the riffraff. Every now and again, you probably just have that plant, you know, you're, you're watering your plants on your on your veranda and people think that rain is back, but it's yeah. just you looking down on them, pouring. Actually, I know what they used to do in the, in, not in the medieval times. I don't know whether you throw that bucket over over the over the edge any any time now <laughs> or, or soon, but that's it. The little people are underneath. You're on the you're up there looking down and looking up. But you're in Spain and but you're English and you're going you're you're in the film you were in the film area, but you've left you've left the UK for for sunnier climates. But I mean, we had a little chit chat before like before this the other day going. Is there anything that might get you back? You go, are you are just because, or is it more a case of because you can work from anywhere in the world now with all this technology, you you you're going to bring the work to where you are, even though you might step back into the ring of of film production and all that type of stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's so much going on. First of all, there's always room at the top for more people. <laughs> um, <laughs> bald suppose, people? Did you say yeah. bald people? <laughs> more people, um, and, more. And luckily, I'm, well, I'm Welsh, but I'm also English and Irish. So, you know, I can invite in many different cultures and probably where my networking skills come from as well. Um, but yes, you know, dipping my toes in and out of many different industries. Um, I work for a place in the sun. Um, I run the International Film Producers Network group and also a few social media accounts in art. Um, I dabble a bit myself in my spare time. Uh, so yeah, there's always something going on, really. I'm always busy, which is good. Yeah. Now we like the arts now because it's the art of that George talks about this before. It's the art of talking, the art, mm. the art of conversation, the art of listening. None of this is sticks with me at all or just the plain art the creative arts so i like actually i've just like buying a couple of naked uh, paintings over here i didn't realize i bought the ones i bought the wife's going they're big sort of naked women on this these canvases where are you going to hang them and i go in my office probably but <laughs> it, it's i don't it's as close as i'm going to get to certain arts but it's the art, the art we're interested in is the art of story. I think George is more interested in the art of storytelling and getting those stories on the on the screen. Now, at the same time, storyboarding uses the skills you're talking about. Like, the, like my, my daughter's up there drawing manga or anime. I don't know what she's doing. I don't even know the right terminology for it, but she's sketching all these little images with big eyes and faces and dressing them up. And I'm going, there's, a, there's an artist in the room there. My, my, my father was an artist. My sisters are artists. I keep on saying to George, I'm either a piss artist or a bullshit artist. I'd like to be the art artist. I, my son, for the first time, he's 16, said... Who drew that painting? And I said, that was me 18 years, like 19 years ago, just before my, my daughter was born. And he's going, it's hanging there like his entire life, in my daughter's entire life. There's two, two six foot paintings. One has a bit of a Kylie Minogue look about it. And he goes, who? He always taught us my sister did it. And I go, well, actually, that's actually to me uh, a good sign because my sister's art is fabulous. And I thought, he probably thought that was one crappy one in the mix. But I mean, it turns out it was mine. My one attempt at being an artist 20 years ago. George has, said, has opened up that creative flow with that book he was reading, The, the, the Artist's Way. And I think oh, like the one thing that's aligning between the three of us is the artist wants back out. The creativity wants to flow again. Yeah. And it's, it's what journey, I know you work with The Place in the Sun and there's networking, but that art is calling. So what's calling to you what type of art, what's the plans in the, for the next couple of years to, to get that art out there? I mean, a, a bit like yourself, I, I come from a creative family. Um, my father's an artist, um, my cousin's an artist in Australia. Um, they're all quite high profile. Um, even the younger members of the family are all into art and you know everything that's creative, music. Um, so, it's always there um, and sometimes obviously I dip into what I call normal life and then dip into my imagination uh, side uh, and, and, you know, I'm always sort of coming across people um, with the same sort of creative skills 
Um, so being able to connect with those obviously always helps me um, build more. And um, I suppose my plan over the next few years is just using my creativity to try and carry on building the International Film Producers Network and to help others. That's the that's the main thing. It was set up as a platform to help people who, who couldn't actually find, you know, who were a bit nervous or didn't have the confidence or the marketing skills to reach out and connect with other creatives. Uh, and that's what I want to build. That's my passion really is connecting people to bring, you know, projects together. And you, you were showing us a few little bits of artwork uh, last week, just a few sort of things. And I'd been mentioning uh, something called uh, Neurographica. Uh, and basically what that is, is drawing lots of circles and then drawing lines through them and then rounding things off and then coloring them in. And the great thing yeah. is I, I, I write a journal because Garvin had mentioned I was doing uh, Julian Cameron's the, the Writer's Way. And what I found is that by writing three pages every morning and just getting into the rhythm of it, it actually opens you up, just gets that flow going. And you start to realize, well, now I've got rid of all the stuff that's that I don't need to think about anymore. I can now be more in the present to do things. And, and I, I know that uh, I'd stopped doing artwork for a bit because I, I'd lost, I, I'd actually showed somebody a piece of my artwork and they said, oh, I can get someone from Romania to do that for about 25 quid. And I went, oh, that's not what it's about. It's, you know, it's kind of, no. it's the creativity thing. But now what I'm finding is that because I'm not overthinking it, I'm just sitting there and doodling and the doodling process generates all kinds of things which i think is is fascinating because you're not trying yeah. to make it look like something you're just having a little bit of fun what's what's your process is in that kind of doodling it do you, do you doodle or is there another I process do. yeah it's sort of like a, an art flow i mean i've always kind of drawn sort of um you know your your cartoon type females um why i've been drawn to that i think it started off when i was younger just copying pictures of, of people in catalogs um you know and learning how to obviously my father would say that's the best way um and a little bit like the process you were just talking about you know which they can use for storyboarding with circles yes. and lines yep. and it was the easiest way to start um learning how to you know draw the shape of somebody's face their body um i've got a couple couple of ones that i've got here i've got a pad that i've probably been drawn drawing in since since probably i would say that the start of lockdown i really started getting back into my art and i haven't done it probably since my late teen years or early yeah. 20s so a great um, reset there, really, isn't there? Yeah. It's the lockdown reaction. Yeah. You have to get that published now. Yeah. 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 Um, so obviously I'll, I'll show you a few. So. Oh, yeah. And I'll mix everything from, you know, pen to pencil, um, crayons. Um, yes. I, I now, if my wife sees me pick, taking out my crayons, I, I think that's the end of it. I'm no. gone. <laughs> Yo, but, she'll go, like, you were an accountant, now you're in the room coloring in with your crayons. Yo, I've lost them all together. He's lost the plot. Well, I, you know, I think you I mean, have to you have to reach back into your childhood and do what kids do. You know, my, like I have a little I've got a, a grandson who's about two and a half, and his mom and dad, because it was hot over in Canada, they went to a, a relative's place who had a, a, a pool. And he was seeing all his uncles and uh, other relatives jumping into the pool, and he said to his dad, I want to have a go at doing that. 
And he did. He he had he had that child's curiosity. He says, I'm seeing people do it. I must be able to do it. So they gradually took him over and he went onto the diving board and he jumped in. There were other people to catch him just in case. But he went, yeah, okay, I've done that. I enjoyed that. Might do it again. But uh, yeah, we'll work through the process. And his dad was exactly the same when he was about four. And I think sometimes we have to become the four-year-old to really start to explore the world again the same way that the four-year-old does. Just look for... George, you just did the 101 thing we started before yeah. this show. You just said, like, a couple of things. If you just take the, the, the example out, go learn. He got the example. Mm. He saw it. He got the affirmation other people could do it. Then you sort of decide, I'll learn by doing. So the little kid says, look, I, got, I, I can see what they're doing. Someone gave me the example. They're all happy. I can learn by doing. I need to do it. And then he just dived right in. They were all the words we were coming up with just before this show. It's we need to get the, just get the free flow going and just learn by doing. Just do it. Just yeah. dive right yeah. in. Don't but, overthink it. And, and you just chucked it all together in one sentence using your, your, your grandson as the example, which is great. And that's actually, back to the, the international film, you know, actually... I, just as the producer's network type of thing, it's there's a two twenty thousand. I don't. I think there's twenty thousand people in there. Now we don't know who's in there, what they're doing, what level of learning, where, how some of them are stuck, some of them want to help, some of them are just in there curious. The thing is, there's it's there's a it's a big quagmire of potential. Uh, or, and there's loads of stuff probably going on in there because we know work is going on in there as well. There's lots of projects happening. People met people, hired people, fired people, found some more. So, so what's in there is it's it's as you said, it's the perfect network of talent that you know some can't speak for themselves. Some some don't even know who to speak to. They know they have yeah. their own talent, but mo actually myself and George were talking yesterday. An awful lot of who's in there need 40 jobs to exist for theirs to be a part of it. Therefore, be a writer, be a cameraman, be it something else. They, 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 they're empowered, they're, or sorry, they're disempowered in one way until someone turns them on in a project. You know, it's, it's, they, they is, isn't that the problem, Garvin? Because you've just now said it, it's, it's somebody it, you know. has to be turned on to be able to, be, to, be able to get done. And, no, and, George, it can't be saying, I think this is PG. No, 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 no. no it can't be saying no, 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 let's, they no, have no, to be it. turned on yeah, to, but, but to you do think this about project. It. You think but, it's, it's about that <laughs> idea of being given permission to do something. And I think what's really lovely about the story that, you know, Donna talked about last week was that she was in control of that switch. She was able to sort of, you know, direct herself in, in where she wanted to go. And that's where a lot of people I think have, have problems. Is that what you come, I mean, do you come across those kind of issues with some of those people that you're connecting with in your group? Yes, I mean, you know, from the beginning, it's why the group was set up. You know, my father was a brilliant artist, but he found it hard to do the promotional side or the marketing. So, you know, I started doing that for him. I worked with friends, you know, on a couple of, of short films. And it was always about people finding the right people and nobody knowing where to start. Um, obviously, we spoke about it last week. One of the main things that everybody's after is investment. Oh, God, that knowing. dirty word. That's a dirty <laughs> word. You can't be using that here now. You know. Not knowing where to start or where to go. I mean, yeah. it's good that, you know, what I have noticed, obviously, over, you know, especially a sort of past, like, five years or so, I would say, is that there's a lot more opportunities, a lot more courses, um, a lot more, you know, 
people giving, um, you know, online sort of tutorials, uh, you know, being able, I mean, obviously lockdown stopped it, but physically being able to go and join in with a group, um, you know, whether it be acting or, you know, photography, video skills and things like that. So over time, I mean, the younger people are the ones who've got the most confidence, Um or the most opportunities, I would say. So maybe that puts some of the older people off uh, of whether, you know, they would sort of go down these routes. And if because there are so many options, it's knowing who are the best ones, you know, because people don't want to waste their time and they want to bring their projects, you know, which mean the world to them to fruition. So it's about finding the right network of people not just anybody that's you know in the group or offering these packages i suppose no what i heard was there's an awful lot of you know i don't not that it's necessarily for sale it's like there's a lot of great things in there because it's a very focused group of 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 similar interests of people in an industry so therefore you can say the training is good because it's available there whether it be free or whether it be you know a taster and a freemium the premium they know the group need to keep on training, upskilling, because they, they yeah. are competing with their with their peers or their like, you know, if there's limited jobs and there's 10 cameramen, you know, then the most trained and the most able and the with the most the biggest portfolio has maybe got the best chance. And maybe not, because if they're not the best marketing of themselves, the risk taker younger guy can get closer to the to the the, the, the the horse, as they say, in the sense of because they're seen or heard or took a chance or took a risk or did a bit of social media on themselves. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's a limited amount of, of projects that are finance and need resource. There's yeah. there's actually, I know we know from the, well, the last person we, we had, actually, Jonathan, uh, I can't remember his second name for a second. He's going to kill me. Brownlee. He, he's, Jonathan he's, Brownlee. He's from uh, like a, a filmmaker, director, producer from uh, from Dallas. Oh, he's from Canada, but living in Dallas in America. But he says the actual demand for workers is twice the supply of, of available talent in America currently. But at the same time, there's loads of people around that can't get the job. Now, what you had was a bunch of young people which haven't got the backlog of this is what I did lately and haven't proven themselves. So therefore, the, the production companies go, I don't can't take a risk on that because I'm just here to get my, my work done at a high quality. You have people like ourselves, which are in the mid-50s, could be going, we're, we're, we don't want 16-hour nosebleed days. So they're at this, And then they also know, even if we say we do want it, they won't take you because they know you don't really and you're not able for anymore. So there's, there's a bunch of markets whereby it's those well-abled ones in the middles have the, jo- have the job for life all day long and the young and the older could find it a bit more difficult based on some are slowing down, some are heating up, some don't have all the, the bells and whistles and IMDb credits to be picked. So it's this, and never mind, they can't, they don't know what queue to get in. We were talking about queues before. So yeah. they don't even know the work is available. They don't know where it is. And they, they're, they're so far down the queue, they get disillusioned. So um, even though there's a massive amount of work out there, which is quite strange. I mean, you could you could take it back to basics and I suppose, you know, old sales techniques where as really, you know, if you're if you put yourself, you know, made yourself a little portfolio and that you would reach out to 100 different film companies, for example, you know, whether it's in your area, another area, it's about not knocking on doors and putting yourself out there. You know, that's how people would have done it 
years ago. And yes, there are opportunities now which make makes it easier. But I think if you are sort of working hard to get to that position, you would appreciate it more. And those are the people who tend to apply those skill sets on every project or every potential job they're going to come across in the future, you know, they keep battling on and, and maybe that puts you in the right position sometimes to to meet with the right sort of film companies or, you know, film professionals. Well, you you hit such. the nail on the head, though. There's, there's, there's no escaping. you got to network to get work. Yeah. And in this day and age, your CV is probably worthless unless you're nearly doing social media branding of yourself. You've got to yeah. be seen maybe on the LinkedIn's, maybe on the YouTube. You've got to go beyond the piece of, if your piece of paper says you're an expert at camera, and, no, you've got to be popping up in front of them because other people are going to be. It's who's first in the queue. They don't need to search yeah. any further. So it's brand you. It's, you've got the tools you go out there and you can skip cues using the tech and the LinkedIn's and social media and get seen and get that job. But you got no, but you got to step out of that comfort zone. That's the, it is that yeah. you got to be a little bit more risk taker, you know, to, to swap the order of the cues, I think. It is. I know that, um, I mean, it's always been that kind of way. And I, and I know that, um, one of the biggest problems with being freelance, which is why there's, there is a need for some kind of marketing tool, there in front of you is that if you've got a long job you get lost in that job for that period of time and then you almost have to restart again once you've got to the other end uh, and it's like starting all over again because you're now having to try and get yourself in front of other people you know while the group that you were working with are starting to develop their next project which could take two or three years but you do I mean, a lot of the relationships that I found that I, I formed were a small bunch of people that were constantly giving me work all the time. And it just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. Um, and that was always the way that I, I kind of worked. It was, it was word of mouth. So you never had to go out there and do all the kind of marketing that some folks do. And I think there is a problem that a lot of the systems that are out there uh, that look as though they may actually be able to help you end up being more of a block than a, than a way forward. So I think it is good to start getting conversations going like we're having now, because that's the only way that you can start to show what you're capable of doing and also show the confidence that you have through, through the way you tell stories, even in this scenario, because everything's yeah. about telling a story of some nature. Is that something that you promote through the website that you have at the moment? Um, I mean, no, uh, what I would say about the group is, you know, now and, uh, I will try to post out you know, things that will make them think or to to kind of bring out their skills, really, and for them to see perhaps what content is working. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, there is a ton of other groups out there um similar to what what i'm doing so you know some are smaller amounts of people it's it's one of those things where you just well, actually, you're trying to bring it out of people and and that's the you know the hardest part it's hard work that, donna it's, yeah, yeah it's the, the constant you know the yeah. the putting up content myself to try and obviously yeah. get everybody to interact um you know because unfortunately i can't give the full time for, to help everybody you have um, the day job you have the night job this yeah. is just your passion and you're going but it's a job it actually 
could swallow your hole and have and be ten jobs. The weird thing yeah. is, twenty thousand people. We're we're two little old men. Well, in the sense of we're producing this, editing that, making the other, and then I'm going. I've got to go on to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I've got to go what TikTok. I don't even know if we should be on TikTok. Yo, LinkedIn, and and it's like saying there's four more jobs of just us to put out what we produce, to, and it's worth nothing. In the sense, the things are ten seconds of this and five seconds of that to get six likes, five. They, they have a, it's not even, you're feeding the machine. You're feeding this thing that's asked, demanding more of your time and other people's time and may not give anything back in return. It makes no promises. It doesn't say you're going to be viral. It doesn't say you're going to be seen. It doesn't say you're going to get a job afterwards. But what it does say is if you're not doing it, you've got little or no hope because your website's dead in the water. The algorithms are now on social media. For you to be seen or heard, even to see if you're bad, good or indifferent, you've got to be feeding the machine and you've got to be feeding a good content. And therefore, yeah. you're, you're at the top of this funnel that the thing it's generated, loads of people are in there chucking maybe some ads, some asks, some wants, so in the machine, and there's others trying to sell and others trying to inform, others trying to entertain. That it, It's a 20,000 people. It's, an, it's, it's like an anthill. It, there's loads of stuff going on in there. You couldn't, you couldn't, you get lost in it if you looked in and just started going through the who's saying what to who, what, where, and when. It's, it's it does its own thing. It has a yeah. momentum. There's, but at the same time at the top, you're going, you could just drown. You could, you know, personally, we're drowning and we, we're not even, we, we can't even handle the little bits we're doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you could staff up a full staff there. They could be working from now till doomsday and there could be no money coming in and it'll still look for more. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's, a, it has, it's a self-help group, strangely enough. It needs work done, but the work needs to be done by those in there not yeah. by people volunteering at the top. You're a facilitator, you know, because otherwise you've got 10 jobs and no one's paying and everyone's taking and no one given. Yeah, you need a good team, really. You know, yeah. it's like I believe in anything. You know, if, if you work on a film project or, you know, anything, really, you can put it to any sort of industry or project, but you need a team with specific people with specific skills. That's it. Some of you can multitask on some things, but you do need, you know, an understanding whether it's sort of the business side, the creative side, you know, run into a plan, somebody, you know, who's quite disciplined in timing. Um, it, you know, it takes a... a a good bunch of people to be able to do you have that team do you have work. a team to help you with the admin and all that sort of um, stuff or do you, not, or do, do you need to build that team? yeah not, not not immediately but i mean i mean over the years i've met so many incredible people that i know i could just go to and ask yeah. um but i've just always been somebody who's kind of taken everything on myself maybe that's just yeah. me you gotta um, let go that's yeah share um, the love share the love because yeah. that, as you said the weird thing is there's a bunch of people out there that this is their love this is their passion yeah. the opportunity to interact with this community they'd actually pay for if it wasn't seen as the work it, there's a work aspect to it which is which is will always be there but yeah. when you you got to do that work that pain to get the gain and the gain is the networking you got to you know, work the network, network to get work. It's the same, it's the two sides, the same kind. That you're that what's in that is the access to that network, the personality they can inject in there and relationships that they can create and the opportunities that can come out of it. 
all demand they have to be part of it, have to have the passion, have to interact with it. But yeah. I mean, you, I think it's time you put the call because you, this thing has grown to a level that it's, you know, it's a formidable something. It just yeah. needs to be, it now needs that you can empower it. You've got uh, this beautiful community that do, it, it's doing what it's doing by itself. But now you can, you, if you, if you, if you step, step back in, further. you can direct mm. it, you can empower it, you can package it, you can, you know, there's, it, it's, it doesn't know what it's, there's no one at the, at running the, sh- not, don't mean no one running the show. Yeah, Everyone in there is doing what they're doing. But well, you can take it or something like, not the, the, when we say to you, with myself and George get free frightened because every time we hear the word you, that means I have another job. You're going, <laughs> I, no, no. The you is, you can you can empower where it can go strategically. You can affect who can get involved and who should get involved and find those personalities that have the passion you have that can bring this to where it needs to be, which is actually the one we begin this whole conversation is hidden in there is stories that need to be told and captured and made. And the biggest thing which may be missing is finance. But in the absence of them being brought out and packaged and, and pitched they can never be financed because the financiers don't know what it is don't know what the value is and can't see that that yeah. is in there we just need to figure out how to bring well, it out well, of the one of the issues though i think that is constantly happening is that everybody we, we mentioned a short time ago um that what's happening is a lot of people are becoming multi-hyphenated. So they're becoming the producer, director, the cameraman, the editor, the script writer, the storyboard. That's because the there's no makeup. finance. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, I know that's because it's no finance. But what ends up happening is that a lot of people then become so locked into that silo, because you've talked about silos quite a bit, Garvin, that everybody falls into a silo. In a way, that's a silo, and everybody feels comfortable because they can do all these pieces, but then they've stretched themselves so far one of the things that we've started to learn, I think, on our journey together is that we, we can only do so much and, and, and we have to, to start to simmer down a little bit and start to realize where are our limits? Where is the framework that beyond that really I shouldn't be doing this because that's somebody else's? And I think one of the things I've started to learn over the last couple of years is that what I need to now do is empower other people. Yes, I know there isn't the finance sometimes to do that. But we have to, if we're an artist, we talked about art earlier on, we end up doing things because we start to work. But I think one of the other things that we have to start to do is start to work with other people in some kind of community or some kind of grouping that allows us to build those soft skills where we start to realize that we can trust the other person to do something and empower them to take on those sort of responsibilities. Because I think what, what often happens is you have a great leader which is what Donna is and quite sometimes we can be. And what happens is everybody just put, everybody just relies on that person to do it. Now I've been in a union before where everybody is kind of moaning to me and say, well, why isn't the union doing something? And I had to turn around to them and say, the union is not me. It's all of us. So what are you guys going to do? Because you've got to do something. You've got to, commit to something you've got to do something and sacrifice something it's not just one or two people that end up getting burnt out by the end of the process and i think that becomes that becomes important because i think we've all experienced that in some way we want to carry on but it's trying to find a way to empower other people now to take some of those responsibilities to make to make it live a little bit Actually, longer. George, you've used some nice words there i'm going to jump in for a second again yeah. because it's, it's using the you've used the word framework 
and you've used the word silos. What we know, we know what's in the group is there's a hundred silos. So they're not silos. What we what we mean is there's a there's a silo of expertise of camera skills, there's sound skills, there's animation skills, there's store. Each one goes, my primary job function is I am an expert in camera. So therefore I'm not an expert in sound. I can do a bit of sound, but if you had to silo me, I want a, a, a visual job, a video job. I don't want this, an audio job. So there's, there's a frame, you're sitting at the top of a framework of silos of in here is I can framework it, but I, if I go into any one of them, I will get sucked in to what their needs and wants are. And it's not, no, they're in there sorting themselves out and they're in there for a reason. They're curious as to what the news in the industry is, what access to new training is, what they should be doing. If they have a job, they're gone and they might dip in. If they've no job, they're in there looking to get the job. But at the same time, the language we myself and George started to find for ourselves over the last number of weeks was, we got to stop doing the damn thing. We've got to go holistic. We've yes. got to pull ourselves out yes. of doing the work and go, let's look at the framework of silos. Let's go holistic on what the opportunity is. Our job is to create the jobs. Our job is to empower the jobs. Our job, because so at the moment, there's no jobs in there. Because if they're in there, they're looking for the work or the project to be kicked yeah. into gear or finance so they can be sucked out of the silo and be and be go project wide so they, they no longer have the time to be in there other than their leisure time of curiosity of train you know this sort of stuff you have twenty thousand people i know it from other groups as well that's if you stratify it there's going to be the takers there's going to be the givers there's going to be the ones that are mixed in between i'm a taker giver i'm a lover i'm not a fighter it's but there's going to be a bunch of people expecting other people just to solve their problem there's other people like yourself got you know giving of your time to it and asking for nothing in return and you know but certain others when there will just keep on taking that and it's your yeah. responsibility to sort me out where george has said it's a community of a union of the we everyone in there is meant to be as you said sorting themselves out, figuring out, creating products. But if there's no one leading the way and no one gone holistic, no one knows the way out of the silo and no one knows where anyone else is, other than the few that do seep out and try and network and create it, you'll find 90% are stuck in the silo. 10% have were those that were so close. They know they need to make a difference. They know they need to do work to get work and they've clawed out a silo and grabbed a few people around them and start to create these projects and they're doing the work in the absence of the finance and they're saying we'll get the finance afterwards but the brilliant thing about you know you can you've got the potential to re-empower others and i think you got to find those friends and let them realize what's here is an industry you have a sub-industry that is there. Now, in it, yeah. it could be just 20% of that 80% of that 100% is bubbling value, ready to go. It just needs to be given the fuel and it needs to be packaged. And that's a bunch of work for a bunch of people. And they're your friends. They're who you gotta find. And that can then go on a new journey of story of, of the manifestation of creativity into story creation and new content you know no, I, I see I, that. i'm i'm we we've we've been sort of giving our kind of little perspective of how we see those also based on some of the now, we've no idea that, we're just making that up no now, but but i think what's important <laughs> is that one of the questions i was going to ask there was that it's it's the international uh, uh producers network film producers network is there is there any themes that are coming through 
that those you, within yeah. the community are actually saying that they their needs are are they starting to highlight any of those kind of ideas or, or problems or issues what what are the main themes that they're coming up with I mean, most most of the, the main one is that they're all looking for work. Um, you know, we did mention last week that a few of them will ask sort of questions, but a lot of the time the answer is within themselves. It, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it could be simple, something simple, whereas you would just say to them, you know, pick out 100 companies and send your email with your CV. It's for some reasons, not not everybody thinks of these things, you know, offhand. So, um, I mean, with with the group, you know, there's there's lots of different content in there nowadays, and it's grown obviously since lockdown. Um, you know, during lockdown, there was people posting just every single day because they were at home, they couldn't work, and uh, so it's sort of like. Uh, you know, like most industry industries and, you know, graphics or whatever for companies, it peaked at a certain point. Um, and then obviously as, you know, lockdowns started sort of calming down a bit and people are back out and about and could film again, then obviously it, it sort of quietened yeah. down. Um, it, you know, I'm, well, and for, you know, I had to throw myself back into full-time work as well. So, you know, it is self-running, like I say. Um, but it would be nice to be able to pin, pinpoint um, mm. and offer opportunities for people in there. See, that's, again, it's, back to, it's, just, it's the pain. The pain is, Donna, you're already doing eight jobs. You know, it can't... Yeah. You, know, you want to give more, but to give, you got to take from somewhere else, and it's yeah. so. Therefore, it the strange thing is now, and I'm like, if it paid, would you swap A for B? The problem, what we're or not the problem, what we've noticed in other groups is they didn't know how to monetize it at a height that they can actually staff it properly and admit it. Because what it is is that's saying in a couple of words. Uh, we need a recruitment firm because we've there's a bunch here offering jobs and a bunch here like you know that want employment, but we don't know where we are because we can't. We'd have to find the, the the funnels. You know, we could get lost in here. We post something's gone in five seconds because the way the algorithm works. Because you're not you're actually on face or Facebook or you're on LinkedIn. I post something that's gone in thirty seconds. If it's not pinned, if I wasn't on with the job and I didn't see it, I'm gone. So therefore, yeah. it's it's this is the problem with you know some people out there that are posting. Like I guarantee you, three percent of that hundred percent are posting. Eighty mm. percent are passive and they're just reading. So you're or, or something like that's going on. So you'll find yeah. those that are posting are either doing the they're looking to their advertising, or there's others, or maybe they're trying to you know advertise there's a job, but or, or maybe they're just trying to promote themselves. But in their other groups give about they say they nearly call it spam because they're going, if you're successfully generating content, we could drown the group in our content. It's content yeah. is it, it, but if we put it in, no one else gets a chance because we can just keep on putting it in. And, and that's the problem. You're going, what the group is about, if you strip it back in functionality, it's people want a community. They want to know people in similar situations themselves. They, people, they want jobs and they want other people to help them find it. If they find one themselves and they have one, they'd like to give back and then say, well, there's another job going here where I am. You know, I, I believe in the group. The interesting, the, the interesting thing about what we're talking about there, because um, there's, there is a, a kind of anomaly there, because I know, uh, Garvin, you've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, and, and we've, we've discussed this, that if we go out now to do a job, 
we're sucked into another system that basically eats up our time and doesn't give us back the value that we we feel that we have to put in. Now, uh, a, a group of producers, you, you'd kind of think, are they, if they're jobbing producers, then they're, they're, they're not what we associate with producers. Producers are someone that initiate ideas, develop them, and then try to find the funding to get those things going. So it will then generate work and generate uh, other other prospects for them. Whereas there are other producers that are like me or that I was as an editor, where I just went from one edit job to another to another, and they're just taking on those jobs just to pay the bills. But in the end, they've never actually directed their life along a certain path. And what I loved about the conversation we had with you, Donald, last week was you seem to be the kind of person that actually directs where you're going, sees the connections and, and starts, and, and you, you're creating your own life journey, which I think is the most powerful thing. And that's something that I kind of feel that we need to encourage other people to do is, is don't rely on somebody else to lift you up. Find a way to create your own life story. And I think that's that's that we've come up with this idea of the story of you. And that is suddenly becoming a very powerful thing. You mentioned earlier on that the answers that most people had were actually within them. They just weren't putting them out. And I think that's yeah. what we've got to try and nurture in, in focus. Look, look within yeah. Pull, pull the answer out of yourself. If you need someone to guide you and talk you through, go and f you've got a network of people that could share their experiences with you and start to create that bubble, that energy where you suddenly realize that you guys can actually collectively create the work that you need to do that will generate an income. And I think that's, that's something that is, is most people get lost. They don't realize well, we can generate the income because that's, I mean, you were, you were saying you've gone to Spain to work. Uh, and, yeah. and you're doing this job, but I think out of the conversation, and you created the job, and but you created it, you the know. job. That's what yes. I'm saying. It wasn't the somebody else didn't call you out there to do it. You went there and created the opportunity for yourself, and that's what I thought was brilliant. I think that's really good. So, is that something you feel that you could start to work with and empower some of those others to to look into that spirit that you followed? Yeah, I mean, I would love to do that. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough that I have taught, you know, um, with projects and great teams over the, over the years, you know, in sort of creative industries. Um, one thing that I'd like to mention is I've been reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad this week. Um, and it's interesting. Very good. When he talks about Rich Dad, he basically says to the young boys, you know, that... Um, None, nobody that's ever worked for him has ever gone to him and asked him how he got there. So, so it's about asking the right questions as well, I yes. think. Um, and just having somebody like Rich Dad, who's clearly, you know, I'm sort of like halfway through the book at the moment, who's a mentor. Um, you know, I believe a lot in meditation and focus. Um, I could probably be a little bit more focused sometimes, but I'm a, I'm a juggler. I've always juggled different projects, different jobs. You know, that's ju just me. We, I, don't, I like we don't call you a juggler because yeah. see, what we are is 52 jokers wild. Wow. You're a joker. A joker yeah. is a chameleon and takes on any and all type of jobs and then if that one doesn't suit i'll do another one but it's yeah. not afraid to do the work and it's not getting stuck in in, in one silo it's like yeah. if you're not happy with that one i'll do this one and there's nothing going to stop me i can train myself up i can dive right in i can empower i don't need to be the expert i can be the joker and it's not the comedian 
it's the chameleon. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's that type of thing. And that, I see an affinity with you now because you just keep on saying, oh, I'm going to do it. And then you set up a group, 20,000 strong. Ah, just look, I'll just go. One yeah, of the founders, just, I'll just, just go like- do it flows as it goes i suppose but you know my now it has a life with change. someone you're going yeah i think you gotta go back to your baby that baby is twenty thousand strong and it doesn't know you just need to take <laughs> control of it and go right we're gonna finance movies we're gonna create jobs and we're gonna staff it we're gonna empower it and it's gonna pay for it not not it's not about the money is a weird thing it just because people have to pay bills. They can give yeah. of their passion time, but if it's their functional silo time, that is for to pay the bill. And they got to feed the they got to feed their own baby, their own family. And therefore, but there is, as you said, you've touched on it. There's a coaching, mentoring, give back group in there that if if you can package them, they will flow to the top and want to empower the next level to bring them out of their silos so they can package themselves into jobs and careers and training. But it's, it, there's, if it's an I, I, I all over the place, the only answer is a we. The, the, you know, the doing is to, going back to the person themselves has to act on it, do it. If the coach and mentor, George, keeps on telling me is, all they're going to say is, it's up to you. But they might show you a way or open a door or show what's in you, but the only person they can make it happen is a you. But you, you, part, being part of a we, I think, will help it happen, have a better chance of happening, maybe. You were going to say something there, Donna. I can't remember. I know, I'm, 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 I'm hogging all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, I'm used to Garvin now. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, in change and, and just taking chances, I think. You know, I've always thrown myself into opportunities you know it's taken me to some amazing places I've met amazing people I've been lucky enough to work for amazing companies and on projects you know and that's throughout my life really and I know it's not as easy for everybody um, you know to take chances because they do worry about you know being able to pay bills and things like that but if I can sort of like just give some of that a way that will help other people, you know, just to kind of like give them that little bit of confidence, you know, that then that would be the aim of the game for me, really. I think it's, it's being That's able brilliant. to share my passion to help others. You were mentioning there that um, obviously there are some people frightened to take the risk of, of, of doing some of those kind of ideas. Are there any insights that you could give those people to think about? So they might maybe change their perspective on that? Yes, first of all, I'd say definitely meditation. Um, So, you know, every every day I, you know, I do a meditation, whether it's for, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour in the afternoon or a little bit of time in the morning. Um, I just find it, it kind of helps to focus, especially, you know, for people who might be struggling after, you know, the recent events with, the lockdowns and everything with anxiety or depression or anything like that. But um, it's a way of helping you with your own self-belief and getting to know your own mind, your own body, knowing how to calm yourself in these instances. And and I find it does help you to focus um, ahead. So it might help you to, you know, just start, start a plan, even, you know, if you're just going to start the first couple of months of, of, trying to work towards something because um, I believe if you're feeling you know better within yourself then 
it's going to roll out to the other areas of your life anyway. And how do you find that that meditation deals with fear? Because because fear is our very first show is about fear. And I think that's something yes. that a lot of people have. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. It's probably been a big one for me all of my life, I would say as well. Um, just, uh, you know, the fear of being rejected or not being good enough. Um, we talked about it last week. Um uh, you know, where you've got imposter sort of syndrome. You're like, how did I get you? How did I, I do this? Uh, you know, because everybody has it now and again. But just keep working a little bit on something every day, I think. Um, you know, there's plenty of meditations on YouTube. Um, Syntuition was a really good one for me, which I used during lockdown. I've been listening to meditations for years, but I yeah. think sometimes my ideas were getting drowned out because I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sometimes, you know, around nice people, but just people who didn't really understand me I, or awesome. what I was trying to achieve, yeah. really. Do, do you find that there can also be a bit of a toxic positivity uh, because sometimes that can make people feel that if they don't achieve certain things, they're failures. So it can also have a reverse effect. Is that, you know, other specific things that you would meditate on that might help you in that area? Um, I mean, if I'm looking for, you know, meditations, um, one would be, um, you know, anxiety. Um, I mean, there's so many of them out there. I tend to mix and match them up depending on how I'm feeling on that day I suppose so if yeah. I had a day where I was, I was feeling like I was procrastinating and and I couldn't focus then I would choose a meditation that's based around focus um, and then if I had a day where you know I just wasn't feeling confident enough to do something or anxiety I would find a meditation to match that so again it's about change i think it's about i think life is just about well, change. i'm gonna jump in we, there we've got, now a of, we've got a set of tasks now for meditation do a bit of yoga there for a while yeah go on, go on. all right i've got to stop i've got to honestly stop this <laughs> you see this thing because here that you've got just, you're losing me there he is you know no, no, no it's your time for meditation imagine george during his yoga pants out that back button his leg behind his ears i don't know what he's doing i think i know <laughs> Russell Brand is big into it. Yes. So he's going to be going around in his pajamas and toga shortly. But <laughs> no, it's the, I'm going to go back a little bit to what you were saying because change. But then you're like, you're, the, the whole thing here is it's reminding me of another one of our guests, Frederica Murphy, and she just wrote a book called Leading from the Edge or Beyond the Edge, one of those. But the edge is the edge of your comfort zone. And, it's that, and the whole point of change is if you're not changing, then you're in your comfort zone. You're, you're comfortable. You might not be happy, but you're. You're, 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 you're not willing to change. You're not willing to take on new learning, go on a new journey. If you are, we, we were rattling in our comfort zones, realizing that we're not happy here. We put up with it for years. We had to break free of it. But to break free of a comfort zone, you had to go beyond the edge. You had to change. The only yeah. thing that you, you had to change and you had to change your surroundings, maybe your people, maybe your relationships. As you said, most of the time in my life, I was talking to, you hit the nail on the head. I was selling to the unconvertible. I was, uh, there was, they weren't my audience. They weren't my customer. I felt rejected from somebody that was never going to buy, that was never, was never the right person. Therefore, you were the blind lead. It wasn't the blind leading the blind. Girl. How, 
if that was my measure of success, of which was rejection from those that didn't want and didn't want to buy and was not the customer, and that, then, and I never went any further because that's the first level of rejection. That's where most, I think, a lot of people get stuck. They got rejected once by the wrong people, and yeah. then they were afraid to go to the second one. And that my sister, the artist, as well. Oh, I know customers. But, 30 years ago, she started being an artist. I've, there's 100 paintings the world has never seen. But because one person wouldn't pay or didn't want the price, it's like George said, then that was the, the, the measure going forward because the personality was anxious, didn't want to try again. We left the box. We're so far outside that box, we're not even on the same planet anymore. You know, the comfort, we're so uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's I don't even... It's and actually, prickly. I think that's what we need to be. <laughs> it's you need to be uncom constantly uncomfortable enough to yeah. keep going on the journey. And then as you get comfortable in a piece of it, it's not stop. It's keep going because you're we're now meeting the likes of yourself. A year ago, we're sitting in a room with a clock behind us, as George keeps on saying, and I'm shouting at I'm still shouting at the screen, but that's not going to change because that's who I am. But what's changed is we're talking to individuals in the film industry. We're seen as peers. We're not about asking anyone for anything. What we want to do is implement change. We want to yeah. change ourselves. We said at the very beginning, we're going to go disrupt. And we said, go disrupt what? We're going to go disrupt ourselves because if we don't disrupt ourselves first. We're not capable of disrupting anything else. And the word disrupt is actually innovate. That's what we mean. We're going to go out there and do something different. We can't wait for others. We can't get into other people's queues. We can't ask permission of an industry that has a queue 200 long with no budget and doesn't know what change looks like when it's talking to us so we are you are that change we are that change and we're on a train of disruption and innovation and we want the passengers that are going to get on are those that get it not those that don't they're yeah. those they're those that want to make the difference to themselves first to then to give to others but they it can't be the takers because the takers will just say give me a job and, and i'll take it whereas we need a giver to get on board and we'll end up with the job we'll end up with the story we'll end up with the creativity we'll end up with the network that gets work and makes a difference and and that's where i see yourself i see you're that implementer of change you're the example prime example of what can be done even under duress anxiety and fear Twenty thousand strong creating your own jobs that's just what you did in your spare time god forbid you you actually were <laughs> focusing on what yeah. you want to do you, you'd be dangerous you know so you're our hero, you're our mentor, you're our coach, you're the implementer of change. And I think we've a lot to learn from you. And that's what we need to do is follow you on your journey. Same. That's what same, I see. Same, same with you. Other guys. than the meditation. I'm not going with the meditation. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I actually do think that the meditation <laughs> thing is coming up. Quite I don't know, it's strong. good for some, but I crack up. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it's maybe. spontaneously combust. I'd actually, well, that, I'm, like, I'm reminded of some monk that's meant to be a thousand years old. I sat there and turned into stone. <laughs> that's what would happen if I start. I'd either spontaneously combust or turn into stone. Maybe I that's the change that you need. Maybe maybe yeah. that's what you need is, is is to turn into fire and become that fire ball. Like, yeah. Now you have it. What now you're going. Yeah, most of the time people limit themselves based on the resources to hand. It's, as you said, I'm doing what I can, can do based on my time, based on what's available, based on my resources. But if 
that wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? What change would you be implementing? That's the bit we need to be sourcing, the bit that empowers us to, to roll out change. Which I think is is because we're about to have a change coming up in a few moments because we have to bring the show to an end. Actually, we've reached that point. We've been going for an hour, which is really quite good. So what, I, what I'd like to do is just to ask Donna, we, we've had this great conversation about really the energy that's needed to be self-motivated. And some of the things that you've talked about is that you've been using meditation to help, help if you like, fine tune yourself, refocus yourself, get yourself online. Garvin actually mentioned the train a short time ago. And he, when I mentioned that the other week, he said, no, George, I'm going off road. So we'd have to remind Garvin that he's become too defined by those two tracks and we need to get him off road again with the big wheels and just going when nobody else has gone yet, you know, which I think is really, really good. And I think that's what's motivating us through, through the conversation that we've had, we, we've experienced this idea that although you're working you're actually the instigator of that work. You haven't had to be led by somebody else. You haven't had to get permission. And one of the things that we've, we've kind of talked about during the show is that a lot of people, they're talking about how to get work to pay the bills. And they, they end up getting themselves trapped in a silo in many ways where they go off and, and just do those jobs, but they never really achieve the goals that they had originally set themselves. And I think that's the key. So what I loved about what you're talking about is that you've got your your job, which generates your income. You've also got your passion, which you've you've kept in parallel. Maybe they're the two lines, the railway lines we have. And I know that with my students in the past, I've always said to them, you have to, you, you're generating income, so you need one source for one thing, but you've got to make sure you have that time to, to create yeah. your passion to make sure you can achieve those because, because the job will come and go. They always, they always have a chapter. They're like a chapter. They, they have a start, middle, and finish and you have to go on and do something else. But your passion could last you a lifetime. And I think that's a really, really important part of that sort of journey to actually go through. And however you want to, you know, whether it's meditation, that's working for you. It's something similar, I think, that I might be into. Garvin does something it's different. It's a, a creative Red Bull in my creative case. Creative Red Bull. You know, that'll keep well, me going. I, I actually think Garvin's <laughs> meditation is that he starts to talk. And actually, as he talks and talks and talks, actually, he actually works right. things through. I'm that's your, that's your, yeah. externalizing. That's, that's, that's your meditation. I'm here. People think I'm talking to, to, actually, I'm probably talking to God. I'm talking to the universe. <laughs> I'm, as I said before, I have a list like Santa Claus of what I'm asking the universe for. I'm going, I want this, I want that, I want the other, and three of those. Because if you don't ask, you don't get. So that's what we found as well. It's yeah. like you got to ask for the sale, you got to ask for it, you got to have it in your vocabulary. Yeah. If you're not considering it, it's not going to just magic itself in front of you. You know, that, 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 that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Is there any message that you'd like to put across to your audience, Donna? That, w that would be a kind of closing message to this kind of show, which you think is valuable to think about? Just, I think it's about balance really. Um, like taking that time to actually figure out who you are, what your skill set is, and, and making that plan where you can actually, you know, spend that quality time, even if it's just for, you know, an hour every two or three days to start with, you know, just start somewhere. 
you know, it takes nothing to do a 10 minute meditation in the morning when you wake up, you know, not not that that's really anything to do with the film, but that's what I found as, you know, has helped help me. Um, it's just taking that time out to to refocus. So you might, because I'm somebody whose mind's all over the place. I did that last week when we spoke. Um, you know, I'm always thinking about different things. Uh, so it's just being able to home in on which ones you should start with. Um, and reaching out to people, reach out to people. It doesn't matter how many no's you get, you know, like the sales technique, you, 100 yeah. no's, you might get, you know, one yes at the end of that, and that might be the one. So, um, you know, it's about putting yourself out there, really. And I think that's that's really important because that's echoing what Garvin and myself have been doing. And, and we, you know, it's part of the learning, part of the change that we're probably going through as well. So, Garvin, your last words, because I think they're words of wisdom that hopefully will be your meditation for this show. I'm going for the yeah. sale because Donna just actually referred to about five different shows. She said balance. We have a show called Balance Time. We've got time. Fear, that's number one. Um, we also have uh, Dive Right In. That was in there too. You know, so, and change. I don't don't think it's, it's called, oh, it's Lead Beyond the Edge. We've got that one. So strangely enough, these are the, we're not coaches. We're not mentors. We're not, you know, this was just two old men having a conversation and what, and, not an old woman in this case, a lovely you know, young, younger lady here now. But the I've thing is, everybody, genes, so. <laughs> everybody sitting in a room comes up with the same subjects. It's yep. balance, fear, time, problems, anxiety, stress, you know, project, goal, family, bills, money. There's no, everybody's got a different amount or different volume of, of same. We don't have rich dads. Well, some have rich dads, some have poor dads. But at the end of the day, if you, have, you had a dad, that's for definite. Whether he was around or not, doesn't matter. But we're on this planet. We're on it for a limited amount of time. It's a, The wealth is your health, is your family. It's not the money. The money just pays bills. But you'll need enough of it. But find your passion. Go out there. Make some friends. Influence people. Get new relationships. Always ask for the sale. And if you get a no, you're in the wrong room. It's never not your customer. Don't worry go to the next person and ask again. So keep on going, keep on doing. That's that's what I learned today. Brilliant. Well, look, thank Thanks, you, everybody, Donna. for listening to the show today. Thank you, Donna, for coming on and being one of our guests. We hope we'll get you Thank's on the, the show again me. as well. And uh, bye for now, everybody. Thanks bye. a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications. <laughs>